All right, welcome back to Sports Dump. It is August 31st, and the prep football season is two two days two days away? Yeah. Friday? Friday is the first game of the year? Friday. First games of the year? Everybody's got Friday night games except, what, Ani? And MWP is playing El Waco now. Okay, good. Yeah. Glad they got a game. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, also best sports podcast, Sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center. I hope, and, and as well as Global Septic. I hope our sponsors. Uh, I think we got another one. Not sure who it is. Uh, that'll be a nice surprise for all of us. Oh, I, I, you probably should let us know who it is. <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by Chronicle Sports Editor Alec Dietz. That sounds weird. Fresh Chronicle Sports Writer Josh Kershaw was scheduled to be here, but is not. Sick. Uh, he's on the DL briefly. Yes. Hopefully he'll be back for Friday. We shall see. Um, yeah. It's football season. We're going to run through a uh, little little preview, team by team, talk about who's good, what's different, and maybe we'll pick a favorite for each league. I don't think that's going to be too difficult. Seems Sounds like they're pretty clear cut for the most yeah, part. Pretty straightforward. And then we'll touch on some ranking stuff, and that'll be that. So... Uh, Alec, who's the best team in the coverage area? Disregard classifications. Tom mm. Water. All right. Fair. I mean, yeah. You really had to think about it, though. Yeah. Uh, they. I'm so much of like a, like, you, you, you know, so many teams talk about, oh, this is our year. This is going to be our year. You know, we're hearing it from a bunch of our teams, and it's like, you got to show me before I actually, like, believe it. Just because you go to practice and a kid who's starting it, like, you know, running back for the first time and is 15 is like, this is our year. You're not yeah. like, you know what? I believe you. This is your year. I mean, like, even if the stars sort of seem to align, it's like Tumwater's won that league 14 out of the last 16 years, and they've replaced 30 seniors before. So, yeah, there is no reason they probably will not do it again. But I'm not saying that that is guaranteed to happen. But I'm also hearing it's WFS year. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing it's Adna's year. I'm hearing it's it's everyone's year this year. It's Ani's year. Well, actually, no. Maz is definitely not saying that. He's saying that they're garbage and they're picked to finish uh, bottom in the little, league. A little bit of the old uh, sandbagging, you know, reverse psychology out of Maz. Exactly. Telling his kids they suck. <laughs> that'll <laughs> they're gonna that'll tell, motivate. They're everyone. gonna eat it up. Uh, all right, let's start with league previews. Uh, the two A Evco Tomwater. You say they're still the favorite. Probably, probably. Probably. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was like the apple cup for so many years. It's like, it doesn't matter if Gardner Minshew is a Heisman candidate and you know, they're on the brink of the college football playoff. Like until Mike Leach can like prove he can actually beat Chris Peterson. I'm not going to mm -hmm. ever pick that. So this is kind of the same deal. It's like Shahalis has to prove to me that they can keep up with Tumwater before I, and they're going to get to week five. So. All right. Uh, Alex Overbay, the full-time quarterback for Tumwater now. And they've got Idaho commit Carlos Matheny. Mm -hmm. University of Idaho? Yes. Not Idaho State? No, University Not of the Idaho. College of Idaho? He's a vandal. He's going right. to be playing in the Kibbe Dome. Good for him. He's a beast, too. They're moving him over to fullback. Um, and he, yeah, he's, he's definitely a big, um, 
player of the year candidate over there in Tumwater. They were they they lose thirty seniors from last year, including their pair of Division One tight ends and um, a bunch of other guys that that went off to college. But you know they they reload every year, so do not be surprised when they are good again this year. Uh, in the prospective runner-up, I guess you would say. Uh, the the clear-cut number two pick, it seems like, in the 2A Evergreen Conference. WF West, 17 starters back, including offensive FCO MVP Gavin Fugate and defensive FCO MVP Daniel Matagi. If you have the offensive and defensive MVPs, but you didn't win the league title... It's just interesting. You don't see that a lot. It is interesting. Good for, I think good for them. They have I two think, good players. I think the Evco does weird stuff where they do like MVPs and then offensive MVP and then defensive MVP, which is yeah. just too many. You, you four and because I think those two, the two Tumwater kids were like the MVPs oh, last year. Co MVPs, right. and then they did offensive and defense. It's like this yeah, is too many. Four MVPs. MVPs is just ridiculous, man. Come on, just if pick you've one. Got four MVPs, you don't have one. Just pick one. Just pick one. Yeah. You don't need an offensive and a defensive guy. Just pick one. Everyone plays two ways in high school for the most part. Like just pick one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, they bring back 17 guys. Um, they're chirping. You know, they think this is going to be the year. They think they can keep up with Tom water. And um, if there was going to be a year, you know, I think Daniel is entering his fifth year in that program. And, Sounds about um, right. You know, other than Fugate and Matagi, they bring back, you know, Blake Ely, who is an all-league linebacker, um, William Buzzard, who's really good on both sides of the line, um, Cameron Amoroso is a senior receiver, Gage Brumfield, really athletic receiver on the outside. So they're bringing back a lot of guys. So um, this could be their year. It very well could be. I don't know if I'm ready to say that it is yet, and but you're ready to say it could be. I'm ready to say it could be. And I'm ready to say that like this could be a team that could make like a state semifinal run potentially. Yeah. And then run into like say a Linden or a Tumwater in the semis and and have it cut short there. But like this is a team that could be uh has top five team in the state potential in two A. Okay. Uh and as you mentioned in your notes here, they do have a very tough schedule. Uh, particularly in non-league games at Ridgefield, home with Linden, home with Eatonville, and their non-conference ones. Yeah, and then Tumwater Week Five is 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 an early time to see that team. So yeah, um, we're gonna know really quickly how good they are. Uh, Ridgefield was the was undefeated heading into the state tournament. Um, they won the GHSHL pretty easily, um, and Hawkinson had kind of had a, a stranglehold in that league for a while. Uh, Linden obviously is returning everyone from a team that won the state championship over Tumwater last year. And then Eatonville, obviously, you know, we'll get to them later, but uh, they ran the gauntlet before losing to Royal in the one a state championship. So that's, that's a schedule of a team that is serious about trying to compete this year. Yeah. Uh, which I also, I respect at WF West. I think even if they lose every single one of those, that's not, we're, not we're already talking about quality losses, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to hurt them come seating committee time. No. Uh, looking around the rest of the EVCO, Rochester, Talon Betts is gone, Landon Hawes is gone, but half their starting defense is back, and they've got four seniors splitting time in the backfield. Baseball player Braden Hartley has also joined the team to play wideout. Yeah. And coach AJ Easley is, quote, confident. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think one of the themes we saw, or I saw when I watched last year, was most of these teams that were showing really big improvement, even if they'd lost a decent chunk of guys, it was because they had the same 
they, they had a, a coach that had been there for a while. And yeah, I think AJ easily entering his third year now at Rochester. They had a little bit of success last year, making the district crossover for the first time. And since like 2012 or something, um, you know, winning that weird Kansas tiebreaker thing to get like third in the league or whatever. Um, you, you do lose a talent bets. Who's a D one football player. You know, you lose Landon Haas who quarterback, but that culture that they're building there, apparently they've, they're up, they're over 50 kids for their turnout, which is really good for them. And, um, they have a lot of guys coming back, so it, it'll look a little bit different, but, um, and I'm not sure if they're in that same echelon as, as Shahalis and Tumwater is or are, but, um, but I think they're, they're going to, there's going to be some new phases on that team. They're going to surprise. Um, yeah, easily being back for his third year, that does make a big difference. I think um, it'll get, if you stay in that position for a while, you're able to build the program up. You get more kids coming out, you get continuity and things and Rochester right. before easily. I, they'd had, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 coaches in 12 years or something like right. that. It was, I did the math one time and this was like five or six years ago. And it was, it was like eight and 10 years, something just right. an insane number, real tough to keep it. Uh, you just can't succeed. Yeah. That keep way. Kids interested. And especially when you're in Rochester's floated between one A's and two A's in an independent schedule over the last five or 10 years too. So yeah, good for, good for easily. I'm glad he's there. I'm glad they're, you know, hopefully building something good for them. Yeah. Um, speaking of building something, Centralia has a new coach and how's he handling having three more guys in the field? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, for, from the outside looking in, he seems to be doing all the right things. I know, um, a lot of his players like what he's brought to the table. Um, you know, obviously uh, the coaches he's worked with, everything I've heard so far is that he's, he's done his due diligence. Uh, he said he, not that I don't know how much is this is going to like help him in his first year, but he said he watched film of all the teams in his league while he was still in Tennessee, you know, when he accepted the job, I think it was in February. So, mm-hmm. um, and this is Dustin McGee who comes up from Tennessee. Yes. Dustin McGee from Tennessee. Yes. And he Hell coached man. eight man in Tennessee. He did. He has coached 11 man football before he coached it in Oregon before he was over at Tennessee. Um, I, I'm forgetting the high school he was at down in Oregon, but, um, uh, and he's he's revitalized programs everywhere he's gone. That Oregon school hadn't won a lot before he got there, and then you know he got him in competing status, and uh, he went over to that school in Tennessee who hadn't been very good, and suddenly they were winning state championships. So, um, you know, he's got his work cut out for him at Centralia. Um, that's not to say they don't have talent, but just the the turnout numbers and and all those other sorts of things kind of need to be rebuilt back up, like like we just talked about with what AJ Easley's done over at Rochester. So, yeah. Um, he was at uh, Santiam High School in Mill City, Oregon. Yep. Yeah. So familiar with the Pacific Northwest, it's not like he's, you know, you know, had no idea what he was doing when he was moving out here. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not like he showed up. He's like, wow, an ocean. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he said he went to the mountains when he got here. Um, so he's he's made some of the trips, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He said his biggest goal was just to get the guys to believe that they could like win games again. You know that. It's a program that obviously has struggled in in the Evco in recent years. Um, I think they've won two or three games in the last two or three years. So um, getting that back will help, and then you can kind of build something from there. And they also haven't won a Swamp Cup in 13 years. Yeah, 2008 was the last one. Yeah. So Uh, the last time they won was like two weeks before Ty was born. He is going into eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. So easy for me to remember that. Yeah. But, uh, but I think he's doing the right things and, um, 
you know, again, I, obviously the expectations aren't going to be crazy high in his first year, but, um, you know, if you, they, I think they have a pretty manageable opening first couple of games. They're like opening up against Elma on the road. He's a one team. And, um, you know, the next week I, I forget who they have, but that's sort of manageable. And then, um, hopefully that'll, you know, get their confidence up and get them to, so, um, maybe even if they're not winning these league games, they're competing in them and feeling confident. Yeah. At Elma on Friday night, home with battleground the following Friday, and then at Aberdeen on September 16th for hosting Tumwater on the 23rd. <laughs> That'll be fun. So, yeah. All right. And then Black Hills, they went one and eight last year under second year coach Garrett Baldwin, but they got a bunch of kids coming back. Uh, you know, any, any fun facts there? Uh, they, they're kind of in the, the same, same ish boat essentially, not totally, but just kind of need to, you know, Baldwin likes to talk about instilling that belief and getting them to be a consistently good program. Um, they were actually the last team not named Tom water to win that league. Uh, I think it was a couple years ago and you know, they had like a two year yeah. stretch where they were pretty good. And then they kind of went back to being kind of a, a, you know, bottom dweller team. So he's really trying to get that team to be consistently good instead of just the kind of sporadic every, you know, w- one year out of five or something. So, yeah, um, they bring back a lot of guys. I could see them, you know, making some noise too. I think really outside those top two teams in Tumwater and WF West, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it sounds like. You've got, you know, maybe Shelton could do something. Um, Aberdeen, who knows? Maybe they're getting a big bump after uh, seeing Joel DeBlanco on TV the last few days. Yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, King Five's going out there for the, the Harbor game. Do you hear all the drama about that? No, I have not. Uh, Ryland Spencer was led the charge of trying to get Chris Egan, the reporter there to, to make the longest drive possible. What's he got against Chris Egan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I think I, like, obviously he goes, it. he goes to Puyallup pretty often. And that was like the other game of Puyallup. People were really mad because like all of Grays Harbor, you know, voted for them to go to Hoquiam uh, Aberdeen <laughs> for the first week. So they're going out there, which is, it's pretty cool. I'm, I think the, the Seattle networks, you know, obviously don't make that drive that often. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll be interesting. They'll roll out the red carpet for him. Yeah, sure. probably just All like right. me and PL on Friday. Just, is that where you're going on Friday? <laughs> going to PL. Uh, they will roll out the red carpet for you. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. PL's, uh, PL's fun. I wonder who's going to be doing the announcing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I already, when I went out to LeBam for practice, uh, Josh Fluke said I was good for the rest of the year. Cause I went to LeBam. So. You went, went all the way to PL and then a little bit further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, PL's cool. Uh, covering a game in Menlo is pretty cool, too. Got a nice setup out there. Yeah. Just nestled up against the trees, and there's, like, a house that you can... People at the house just kind of, like, walk through the forest onto the, like, backside of the field. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, 1A Evergreen. Tenino. Got a little got a little hype. Uh, Question mark? Todd Mills likes the beeves. Number oh, SP Live, not SP Nation. Yeah, SP Live. Uh, Kerry Nagel also likes his beeves, and they think they've got all the pieces to make a deep run. The elephant in the room, of course, Takari Hickel, all area MVP, uh, just a monster. The guy who led the way when they scored 80 points in a playoff game and needed every one of them. <laughs> uh, ran for over 2,000 yards and probably the best D lineman uh, in the 1A ranks, maybe. Close. Maybe one of the better ones in the state, period. Uh, he's not there anymore. Nope. 
And Eatonville is also really good. So can Tonino compete with Eatonville as they did last year, this year? Kerry Nagel says so. Um, went out to practice and, you know, he th- they bring back, I, th- I think he said they bring back 18 guys, 17 guys. So they bring back their entire line, which, you know, when you're running power T, that, that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Spicer is is a stud back there and, and he's going to kind of get the lion's share of the carries now. And um, and Nagel even says, he said, uh, Spicer might run for more yards than Hickel. So um, it's uh, going to be a new look for that team. You're, you're not going to see sort of, I think, as many designed fullback runs because obviously you don't have a, you know, 260 pound, 6'5 dude back there to give the ball to. But um, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what that team looks like because I think they do have a lot of guys that can that contribute can contribute. Uh, Cody Strawn, um, who's been out for the past couple of years with injuries, is going to play quarterback, and he's going to give him an outside run threat. Um, and they're moving uh, Randall Marty into the backfield. He was a lineman last year, but mm-hmm. they've just got more experience, and they say, hey, this is one of the best athletes on the field, and this is the power T, so let's put him back there. Cool. Um, let's see. The rest of the league, you've got, of course, Eatonville, which some people have pegged as a favorite in the state. Yes. And then you've also got Montesano who finished third last year and I'm sure they are not happy with it. So yeah, could be an interesting season in the one a evergreen. Yep. And Tenino opens the season at PWV Friday night. Then they're home with squim and home with Clahoya. No, they're at Lumen field against Clahoya. Oh, that's right. That's the big one. That'll be cool. Yeah. Bamer got going going to work. God, yeah. Bamer coming in hot. Yeah. Jeez. Got him to play at Lumen. That's awesome. Within weeks of taking the job. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be cool though. Uh, I think I'm going to go out to that and then, um, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. You guys should go out there, make it a big thing. Even though it's Clahoya, I don't, I don't know anything about them. Are they one a, I think they're one a, yeah. Well, uh, the two B's, uh, what's, what's the league called now? Is it back to the central two B league? Is he just lumped everybody together? Is so it the Southwest Washington 2B League? I think it's the Southwest Washington 2B League because there's like a North Division and a South Division, and now there's like a subdivision. Um, I found this out today. Um, Toodle Lake, North Beach, Chief Leshai, I believe, and then one other team are forming like a lower division where it's they kind of like all play the, each other. The Central to be league for teams that can't play football good and want to learn to do other things good too. Yeah. Or just, I mean like obviously toodles really struggle with turn. All those schools have probably struggled with turn. North beach had to cancel their game. They were going to play a this week and they just didn't have enough yeah. people, you know, and I don't really blame them. If you only have 12 kids and you don't want to play Ani or Kalam or some or Napa vine, you know, I, I don't really blame them. So there's like a subdivision and there's like the North and the South. All I right. think, well, we I hope we find out at some point. <laughs> uh, anyway, favorite in the league, it's it's Napavine. Yeah, they went to the state championship game last year. They're replacing some pretty big pieces, Gavin Parker and Keith Olson uh, uh, among them. Also, Lucas Dahl was pretty good. If I Wade right. Shannon, yeah, they had some dudes. Uh, they've got some new dudes. Some of the same old dudes too. They're gonna be fine. Uh, Ashton Demers, some is, hot takes incoming. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ashton Demers is back at quarterback. Uh, Deacon Parker, Gavin's little brother, looks pretty good. Where's what's he playing? Running well, back. He's a lineman. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he's big. Uh, oh, Stanley's the uh, Kale Stanley's the kind of their scat back guy, right? Yeah. 
Well, and, and he's, he's like small, but he's like stocky, you know? Well, he's um, a Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, so he, yeah, he's going to slot into that, that um, tailback role. We know for a fact they're going to have some freshman, sophomore kid that's going to kind of step up into that backup role. It's going to get a bunch of yards. And, yeah. um, you know, they got new guys on the outside. James Gross is going to be a player to watch on the outside. Colin Shields, who was the backup quarterback last year, is moving to wide receiver. And uh, he had a really good track season for Napa Vine. So, um, you know, and, and you lose Keith. And obviously that's a, a big loss, um, yeah. literally and figuratively. But uh, they'll be fine. Josh Fay has been doing this for a long time. 16 this is years. I think. He's year the longest tenured coach in uh, the coverage area. Yes. Now that Casey Johnson, now gone. that Casey is gone. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, they are the, uh, the CTBL favorites. Are they a state favorite or we will, we'll, we'll cover that when we get to the rankings. All right. But uh, the answer is yes. Okay. If you say so. But do you not agree? Uh, no, I think they're, they're going to be fine. I like, they're going to be in the final four for sure. And probably in the championship game again. Uh, Ani replacing a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Maz has been telling his kids they need to get better apparently. Yeah. But yeah. he, he also, he also loves his sophomores. I think he really likes what, what they bring to the table. I, I don't, he's another guy that's been around for forever and they have a system and, um, they love to be doubted, you know? Um, he hasn't been around. He's been around a while, but he's, he's looking like 12 years. I think. Lately? Yeah, he's no, he, looks great. he does look great. Um, and they just they just have the system, you know. It's yeah. it's not hard to run, you know. It it they they know what they're doing. The players know coming in, you know. They're running it all through the youth program. So um, I expect that, you know, that that week two matchup against Napa Vine might be pretty eye opening for some of those players. But I expect that they'll still have a very very good year. Yeah, and maybe they'll be Napa Vine. Who knows? That's a rivalry game week two. You know, last year's game was pretty close. Yeah. All yeah. things considered. Uh, Caden Mazingo taking over at quarterback. Second year. Second year quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, some some running back kids. Case McGraw, Rodrigo Rodriguez. Yeah. What a, what a name. <laughs> Blaze Underhill. <laughs> Blaze Underhill. Amazing. <laughs> they have a tight end, I think, named Tough Lions. Yeah. What a name. Awesome. God, what a, just a all names team. Uh, exactly. Good work, man. Yeah. Get these kids out there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, I think they bring Ryland McGraw is going to lead that line. And they have a guy named Parker Haskins. I think who's pretty Tommy good. Hornsby, the third. Oh man. That's what? a team. <laughs> that's a team. These uh, Tommy Hornsby, the third sounds like a, like a made up name in a video game. I love yes. it. Uh, Rogers is great grandson, but they're going to be Ani. I would not be surprised at all if they're in the state semifinals again. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on Toledo. Sneaky good, pretty good. Is Jeffrey it sneaky Glass? anymore if it like they're sneaky every year? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're always in that, like, in the conversation of being a state team and maybe being in the quarterfinals. And then they make the quarterfinals, like, every year. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Glass is going to get a lot of touches. Yeah. Austin Norris is going to quarterback. He was a split end last year. Zane Ranny is black. And most of their line is being replaced uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Mike Christensen knows another guy who knows what he's doing. You know, I think most of the coaches in our area know what they're doing. <laughs> All of them. Uh, Adna, speaking of new coaches, well, I guess not new coaches. Speaking of coaches who had previously been here a long time, uh, 
Yeah, Adna's got a new coach. Yeah, Jason Dunnigan. Jason Dunnigan, longtime Adna guy. Yep. Uh, I think he's been on the staff for... He said he'd been there longer than Casey was there. So he yeah. he's seen... He's seen everything. Seen some things. He's seen some things. And uh, he is going to be, this is going to be a one-year arrangement. Mm-hmm. He's going to step down after this year. His son's graduating. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, he just wanted to make sure that this team didn't have to, like, install a new system and stuff. They have a pretty big senior class. So um, trying to make one last run with the senior group. Um, and, they, yeah, they've got a lot of guys who have a lot of game experience but haven't won probably to the level that, adna normally does yeah so it'll be interesting to see if they can take that step this year i think they're another one of those teams that um you know is saying hey this could be the year this could be the year and uh, you know they got to prove it and they get to play napa fine week one so uh, (laughs) yeah there's your chance to prove it uh yeah lane johnson back at quarterback uh jackson dunnigan seth meister some pretty good players back from last year too uh, PL Willapaw Valley, where you went to see him in LaBam. Yeah. What did you think of LaBam? I, you know, I like a lot, lot going on there. Not a lot going on there. That's how they like the it. Elementary school was in, incredibly abandoned. Uh huh. Um, there were like smashed windows and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, it, it felt <laughs> cool though. It was like one of their, it, it felt like their own like practice facility, you know, like yeah. the Seahawks drive out to Renton, you know, like PWB, <laughs> they drive out to LaBam. Like this. <laughs> Random elementary school. Well, it's kind of nice and central between PL and I guess oh, it's yeah. not central. It's closer to closer to Benlo, but barely. Like yeah. I think by like ten minutes or five minutes. But uh, yeah. and the taverns closed now, unfortunately. Uh, it is it is long been closed. I'm afraid. But uh, I like PWV a lot this year. I think they're one of my sleeper teams. I think they bring back everyone, but their quarterback Tyler Adkins and Caden Ritzman, who is a pretty good lineman for them. But they bring back Garrett Keaton, Will Clements, Derek and Colton Fluke. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of kids' names, but they they bring back a lot. They they and they're physical, and they gave Toledo a really hard time in that district crossover game. Mm-hmm. Um, to where realistically they probably would have made the state quarterfinals, you know, if they were if they had beaten Toledo yeah. last year. So, um, yeah, but they have a tough test right out of the gate against Tenino week one. So, and then I think they go to they go to Atten. Yeah, I think they go, go to Adna, Adna week two, yeah. um, which is, you know, big rivalry game, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, obviously no breaks for these these 2B teams in our coverage area. They uh, they like to load up the games. All right. Uh, we've also got Morton White Pass. They're replacing the Collette brothers, but otherwise they've got some experience back. Brecken Pelletier, Hunter Hazen are some pretty good guys to watch. Uh, did you go out to to Randall or Morton to see them or I did not couldn't couldn't make oh that we couldn't make it out of that one couldn't make it but I think I'm gonna Josh talked to Lee for a while though yeah if Josh is feeling up for it I'm gonna try to get him to go on Saturday because we have nothing else that and would they're be good. playing in Waco so they're playing in Morton uh and then they go to White Swan on September 9th that's it it's not that far of a drive because White Swan is in Yakima Oh yeah, I guess for them. Yeah, okay. So like, I I kind of like that schedule. You yeah, know, that's cool. Trip trip across the mountains before, you know, the pass gets bad. That's better than uh, you know playing at Forks, which Forks will play them. Yeah, not Forks. Forks will be on the road. Just move Randall. Move White Swan to the the C two B. Yeah, bring him in. Why not? <laughs> They're closer than Forks. Uh, and then uh, Rainier lost most of their starters from a tough year last year. But they're trying to build a young team. Double-digit freshman out. Jake Meldrum going to quarterback. And the coach, Andy Bartell, thinks they're going to run the ball a lot more. 
Yeah. I think that's a kind of breaks from what they have been known to do in previous years. Um, obviously, Sprofsky aired it out a lot last year, the year before. Uh, what was that? Kid's Mikey name? Green. Mikey Green liked Threw to sling it around. So, yeah. yeah. Bartel insisted they were going to run the ball more this year. And I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched that Toledo game where Sprofsky threw like 60 passes and had like seven <laughs> touchdowns and they lost. <laughs> Uh, and then the only other, well, the other notable team, Kalama. What's well, they're Jackson not Esri's gone area, but he's an important. They're an important yeah. talking point. Fine, Esri's gone. Uh, Sean McDonald gone, gone to Woodland. Yeah, they're playing Woodland. Week One. That's interesting. They're playing Kalama and Woodland are playing. Yeah, Week One. Inter- that is interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they always play that game though. It's the, the the eight mile the eight battle, mile battle or seven mile battle or whatever. What a yeah. d- dumb rivalry name. Seriously. It's eight miles away. So Ooh. we're calling it the eight mile battle. Yeah, come on. That's dumb. You could do better. Definitely. Um, it has nothing on the scatter Creek showdown. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kalama, are they expected to be a, a contender? Are they in rebuild mode? Like you don't just go from being in the, in the finals or final four, however many years in a row to, you know, the bottom of the league do you no i think i think they'll be fine i mean i don't i don't know the specifics we don't cover them they hired like an assistant they're bringing back like nothing from last year pretty much i think there was like one senior who's been talking smack on twitter (laughs) what's his oh truesdale oh yeah truesdale's been talking some smack to ani but um (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, um, how tough are you without uh, Max Cox and Jackson Esri, though? Yeah, and there are a bunch of other guys, too, but uh, they'll still be fine. They hired an assistant who knows who's been around, you know, so they know what they're doing. Um, they'll compete. They, they've always got guys. Um, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see, basically, out of, I think that second group is going to be Toledo, uh, behind Napa Vine, it'll be Toledo, Ani, and Kalama, sort of like, okay, who is reloading quicker, right? Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting if Kalama does a new system because Sean McDonald was kind of like the offensive guru of that team. Like he sort of molded that offense. So will they do something similar? Will they break away from it? Where obviously, you know, with Ani, they're going to be doing the same thing they've done for the past 12 years. Um, and everyone knows they're going to do the same thing they've done the past 12 years. And Toledo yeah. is going to be doing really similar things. So um, I do think that's going to hurt them maybe a little bit, but I could be totally wrong. I also think with Kalama, a little bit of is a matter of it's a it's a personnel issue. Uh, they were able to play the way they played because they had uh, two really good quarterbacks. They had Alex Dyer, who won a state title or maybe two, um, started for them for three or four years, a great passer. And then they had Jackson Esri, who was a phenomenal athlete who became a pretty good passer. So, uh, like, yeah, it might have another say, guy step in though. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah, like Esri kind of came. Maybe the Truesdale kid's got a really great arm, and he's going to be a stud quarterback now. I, who knows? It remains to be seen. I've heard they've got uh, some freshman or sophomore kid who's been putting in a lot of work. I think his dad's been tweeting. So I don't. Oh I don't well, know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I I will not pretend to know uh, to be a Kalama expert, but I, mean, I would if, not bet that they would be bad. If dad tweets were good for wins, then, you know, things would look a lot different around here. <laughs> uh, in the one B's Winlock is replacing 80% of its offense. What's her the Columbia Valley league? Coastal? I have no one idea. B Coastal league. No clue. Uh, Bamer took those top secret files with him when he left. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to. Yeah. 
get it out of him when we're in the luxury seats at Lumen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Chomping down on steaks in Seattle. <laughs> Uh, Peyton Sickles is really the only offensive player Winlock's got back that had any numbers last year. Jay Crow is another player to watch. Uh, and we are to expect less of a power run scheme now that Nolan Swafford is no longer there to be the power runner. Yeah. Any other Winlock thoughts or can we go to Boss Rock? They, Winlock's just, I think they bring back four guys that really played a lot. So okay. uh, it is eight man. So that's like not as significant a number as it would be for 11 man. But, uh, um, you know, and Ernie, Ernie is another guy. Ernie samples has, has been there for a while. So I have no doubt that they'll replace and figure some things out. But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know where they sort of shift in, in that league um, between them, Nasal and, and Mossy Rock. All right. Uh, Mossy Rock, maybe a sleeper we've got on the notes. They've got the cold boys back. They look more comfortable than ever. They gave Nysel a good game and Winlock some some tough matchups at a Jamboree last weekend. Were you at the Jamboree? I was at that Jamboree. Was it sweet? It was sweet. Cool. It was pure eight-man run 10 plays and then switch sides Jamboree fun. Awesome. But uh, Mossy Rock looked good. They scored the most touchdowns. Um, I think they had three against Nacelle's first team defense. Oh. Um, the the Cobs are are gonna. It's gonna be not not that they're completely that offense, but it, it'll be the Cobb show. There, Keegan is is one of the best athletes in the area. He's he's apparently he's bulked up a little bit, so he looks a little bit stronger and can kind of mm-hmm. break through arm tackles and, and Easton uh, the quarterback is a bit more comfortable, um, you know, running that eight man scheme. Cause last year was their first full year in eight man. So, yeah. um, getting firmly into that eight man system. Zach Munoz is also pretty good out there. Uh, they're bringing back a lot of guys in their line. Marshall Brockway, um, is on their line and he's a good football player. Um, and Sage Greason is a really good back. So, I mean, like they, they're sort of in the opposite situation of Winlock where they're bringing back a lot of guys from last year. And, uh, I'm I'm not saying they give Nacelle a run for its money yet because it's the same we were talking about before with with WFS and Tumwater. It's like that's been Nacelle's league yeah. forever, and you got to prove it to me first before I'm picking you. Yeah. But they could. I think the the potential is there. All right. Uh, what about Oakville? Oakville. Um, they. I so, saw they've got Eddie Eddie Clatouche playing quarterback. Yes. I heard a rumor he transferred to Shehalis, but it does not no, look like that he was has. his cousin. Okay. Tyler Clatouche, uh, right. who's a basketball player. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Keep I, up. I'm sorry. Keep I got up the here. Mixed up. Jeez, come on. Okay. Why would Eddie Clatouche, the man who dropped 50 points in a game, leave Oakville? They uh, that's what I was wondering. Fighting acorns. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So he's playing quarterback. Ashton Boyd's playing running back. They're bringing back most of the guys from last year, but obviously a tough year last year. Um, they had major turnout issues just because first year coach and they didn't play during the COVID year. Um, all the things we were talking about with before with what Rochester's kind of struggled through with a bunch of coaches. Um, Skylar Davis is, is entering his second year as the coach there and, and they have better turnout this year, but he's still kind of got to build that up and they're only playing road games pretty much for the first like month and a half of the season because there's construction going on, um, at Oakville and they don't have locker room facilities. 
Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So they are actually not playing this Friday. They open their season against Lake Quinault next weekend. I believe it's on a Saturday and it's on the road. So All right. um, they could be improved. I think they got a lot of guys. Um, obviously, any anytime you go through a year where you only win one game, I think they beat Tahola. Um, that's going to leave them motivated. So I can see them reckoning together a couple of wins, but they are probably a couple years out from being able to compete with the top of the league. Okay. Uh, time for time for an ad break. When was the last time you uh, you ran into a global septic sanitation station? It's been a while. Man. I haven't covered a game in a while. That's where I always see him. That's uh, I, one of the signs that that follows upon us as you start you know cozying up to that global septic. Yep, it gets say, cold outside, oh, and <laughs> I, gotta, I need a moment. I got to yeah. find myself a <laughs> portable sanitation station provided by Global Septic. They provide uh, portable sanitation solutions for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Grays Harbor counties. Septic pumping and inspection, riser installation, commercial septic pumping. Of course, the ever-popular grease trap services. They've really got it all. They really do. Uh, portable sinks even, you know, if you want to, you know, maybe you just, maybe you just, those are just fun. Yeah. Uh, visit Goebel Septic, G-O-E-B-E-L, septic.com, or give them a call, 360-736-2167. How about some other sports things to watch? Do you want to do rank football rankings first, or do you want to... Uh, let's do these real quick, okay. and then we'll get into some rankings. All right, all right. Uh, volleyball. We got a favorite. Is it Maserac? Maserac's going to be good. They, they, I think they had the 2-1 set lead in the state championship last year, um, and, they, and they dropped the fourth and fifth set, unfortunately, and finished just the runners up. But uh, they bring literally everyone back. Uh, Paige so, Torrey, Paige Hodling, Haley Brooks. Yep. Right. As they all had like over 300 kills last year, I believe, which is absurd. Okay. Um, that's a lot of kills. And yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to be re- really good. That's kind of all I got. They bring back everybody. All right. And it sounds like Napavine could be good at volleyball too. Yeah. They bring back everyone as well, um, barring maybe some players not turning out again, but um, they had a last year's team was completely freshman and sophomore. So theoretically they're bringing back everybody. Um, and they got um, the Hamilton sisters from uh, Ani oh, transferred over there, which would be interesting. I heard one of them got injured though and might not be available this season. I'm not sure which one, but, um, but still that, that makes sort of Napa an uh, intriguing to be team. Yeah. Uh, how about some soccer stuff? Yeah. Soccer is, is the sport of new coaches. Okay. The list is absurdly long for the amount of new coaches we got. Uh, Dave Montgomery. Like six teams. It can't be that long. It's it's like every single one, basically. Uh, Dave Montgomery's taking over at Tenino. Patrick Richardson's taking over at Adna. Um, Noel Vasquez is taking over at Centralia. Toledo has a new coach. Winlock has a new coach. Um, who else has a new coach? That might be it, actually. But that's a lot of guys. Yeah, that is quite um, a few. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes up, um, shakes out. I watched the battle on the blacktop. Um, Tenino, Centralia, WF West, and Napa Vinyl went. Um, and WF West ended up winning it. They won the championship game over Centralia in PKs, um, which is kind of significant because Centralia hasn't really been able to keep up with WF West like that in recent years. So... Uh, they gave him a game. They they had the early lead. They had the one zero goal lead. So we'll see if Noel Vasquez can kind of spark some new life in that Centralia program. And WF West has uh, 
uh, Cam Sheets is back for her senior year, and, and she's probably the best soccer, one of the best soccer players in our area. So yeah, um, it's going to be hard for WF West to overcome Tumwater. They bring back everyone in that league, but uh, yeah, those are and and Tenino, another team that's uh, lost a bunch of people. Adnas lost a bunch of people. Toledo lost a bunch of seniors. So all of those teams with new coaches are going to be looking to reload really fast. All right. Uh, before we jump into rankings and grid picks to to wrap this thing up, uh, we got to talk about Elam's home furnishings and mattress gallery. It's just not the same without Trent. I know. Asking him about uh, his his new chair, he yeah. re- he really made made the most out of that chair. I helped him move that chair. Wow. He asked for help moving, and yeah, I helped. It was a nice chair. It was I'm really sure nice. It was. When I picked it up, like I felt like I was like picking up a pillow. You know, it's it was that, that soft. It's that it's just the Elam's guarantee, you know, uh, is, is that their guarantee. Uh, I guarantee that you can save up to a thousand dollars on a iComfort by Serta mattress at their Labor Day sale. Labor Day is coming up, but you shouldn't be laboring when you are trying to sleep or moving furniture or moving furniture. Uh, Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. They got one in Longview. They've also got one at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. You can call them at 807-1211 or visit elamshf.com. Now, how about some rankings? If we have to. Do you want to do uh do you want to do Todd's or Ryland's rankings first? Up to you. Have you seen them? Yeah, I have them both here open. Oh, okay. Let's look this at is Ryland's. like a blind reaction. Uh you might fall over. I saw them this morning. I, I only saw them this morning because I was added in a tweet about them from one of the authors. Uh, yeah. Got caught up in some, some Twitter activity this morning. Oh, yes. Was, Matt Evans is a big fan of you. I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Evans, too. Anyway, yeah, Ryland's rankings are up for Cascadia Preps at 247sports.com. In the 1Bs, he's got an ACL 4, which, fine, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, in the two B's, number one, Okanagan. Number two, Lind Ritzville, Lind Litzville, Ritzville slash Sprague slash Washtukna slash something else now, I think. But yeah, number three, Napavine. Number four on Alaska. Okay. Number five, Kalama. Okay. Number six, Burbank. All right. Number seven, Forks. Number eight, Toledo. Number nine, Goldendale. Okay. It's a name I haven't heard in a while, other than my brother moving there. <laughs> Number 10, Adna. Thoughts. Thoughts. Do you have thoughts? Uh, yeah, I probably want to throw Napavine higher. How did Okanagan finish last year? Where were they at? Uh, they got blown out by Napavine in the semis, 42 to 10. Okay. And the Lindenbridgeville Sprague, what did they do last year? Got blown out by Ani. And in they are... the quarterfinals. Yeah. So I don't know. Based on those results, I probably would have would not have ranked them that way. But maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting rankings. Um, I don't know. I'd probably have Napvine one, and then shuffle the rest of them around. It, it, it's also like it's a preseason ranking. It's a preseason ranking. It's a talking point. Yeah. I also there's just too much. I think there's too much speculation going on with two B. Like the. District Sir, four. have you listened to this show before? Yes, fine. But <laughs> District 4 has been the... Uh, un, until District 4 isn't completely dominant on at the state level, it, it like shows me a year where it's like, okay, the east side teams can can compete. I'm I, like, I can't... Like, I... I 
You know, you know, yeah, you don't see it. It's tough to say to see that Okanagan, the two Eastside teams, are in the top two spots in in this fellow's rankings. And yeah. I like Ryland. And um, yeah, no, Ryland does a good job. I, but I mean, I watched that Napa Vine Okanagan game, and it was not close. It just it it wasn't. The, the, I'm not saying Okanagan's a bad team because I think Napa Vine's a very good team. Yeah, but there was just there there was such a level of separation between those teams to say that. Okanagan has overcome it and Napa Vine brings back so many players from that team. Yeah. Is is a huge leap. Um that would be my my only criticism about that. I get putting Ani below him. Ani is only bringing back 3 kids. Um I I I would give him the benefit of the doubt um just because they've shown that they've been able to do this year after year. I mean, they lost how many seniors from that state championship team and replaced him with Marshall hate Gunner tally and Colby Mazingo. And they were just fine, you know? Um, and they were still going over to Lynn Ritzville Sprague and beating him by 50. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and I, I'd, I would have ranked on Alaska higher just based on those sick names. Those, those names are sick. I, yeah. I, I think Napa Vine is a clear cut number one team. So I, I was surprised to see them at three. Um, I, I do think Keith Olson's big loss. I think Gavin Parker is going to be a bigger loss than, than people recognize, but I also think that team is just loaded. Um, it was loaded last year. So, um, yeah, I like, I do like Adna. I think they're a fringe top 10 team. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm ready to put them in my top 10. Um, uh, no PWV on here though. I, that's interesting. I've heard good things about RSB. Um, they uh, apparently they have a, a Keith Olson esque sized uh, high schooler out there who's turning out for his first year of football. So that'll be interesting to see. Hmm. Um, and they bring back everybody. So um, I, I mean, it's also like it's easy to be like, well, it's Keith Olson size. Like Keith Olson wasn't great because he was huge. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. Like he learned he was a good football player. Yeah, this kid needs to learn how to play football. He was playing sports but, his whole I life. I mean, and happened to be huge. Still, you get that uh, a guy that size out there playing against two B kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they bring back a lot of guys. So RSB could be good. Um, I do think forks will be up there. Um, Klamath five seems like it's just kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt as well. Um, which I think they've earned. So, um, yeah, my, my biggest qualm is, is not putting Napa vine number one, because I, I think anyone that saw the Okanagan Napa vine game last year would, would say that Napa vine is, is ahead of them right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Wait, wait till on Alaska gets his next transfer student, and it's like Harambe Lannister the fifth, or something. <laughs> yeah. and he's like six eight, three hundred fifty pounds, <laughs> and he the, plays fullback. And he plays fullback. Uh, in the one A's, they've he, got some good names over the years. They've yeah. I mean, even like Marshall Hate, like Gunner Tally, like <laughs> Rodrigo Rodriguez is such an awesome name. <laughs> I Blaze Underhill is might be name of the year. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty good too. He's got to be fast. If he's not fast, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, in the one is Eatonville one Royal two. Um, no, Tenino. no, Tenino. Oh, no, Tenino's 10 in this one. And then Montesino is a mentioned team along with Connell, Castle Rockland and Christian. Okay. Um, they m- yeah, must've switched that from last night. I think Tenino wasn't on there. Uh, yeah. Tenino at 10. Good for them. Um, yeah, hopefully they can, they can stay there. Maybe even move up a little bit. Yeah. And like I've said, I think Royal is another team that has sort of proven that they deserve the benefit of the doubt here. So yeah. I, I, they are my number one team until someone can prove that they can beat them. That includes Eatonville. All right. Uh, and the two A's, 
They've got WF West at sixth, Linden's one and Tumwater's two, which, you know what, that sounds appropriate. Yeah, I think, again, WF West probably would be, I, I would put them at like nine or eight. Um, I need I need to see them, you know, play against these good teams and beat them before I'm ready to say that, that they're sixth. But I also know, you know, Ryland said this yesterday, it's, this wasn't necessarily like a preseason list. They, I know that they predict, uh, someone said that they got like 12 out of the last 18 total champions, correct. Or something in the last three years. So, um, if that's, if these are his predictions for how like the end of the year is going to shake out too, um, I could see WFS being sixth, but I think for right now, I, I probably wouldn't have them this high. Uh, yeah, there's there's definitely some they need to prove it going around, but I think they could be a top six team within a few weeks. Could be, could be. How many do they need to win in their first four weeks? Because I mean, they got the gauntlet. Do they need to win? Like, because if they lose, say they lose to Ridgefield, Linden, and Tumwater, and they'd like beat Edenville or something, and then beat everyone else in their schedule, are they a top six team? Uh, I mean, well, the, it kind of depends on like how what how Ridgefield does, right? Right. So yeah, rid, the Ridgefield game is going to be like a uh, what's it? What's the acid test? Yeah, just a uh, yeah, whatever you call it. I know what you mean, but that'll be <laughs> interesting too because it's like how much do you want to judge these teams based off their week one game too? You know, it's like uh, oh a ton, a ton, all of it. Oh, okay. The whole season right. comes down to week one. Yeah, you're right. That. You're right. We need to be talking about who's in the playoffs week one. Yeah, exactly. Just like college football. Oh. <laughs> Alabama beating up on Miami in the first week is guaranteeing them a spot in. What does this do to their playoff resume? <laughs> is um, that your Paul Feinbaum? Uh, yeah, that's my <laughs> generic. Like, uh, I, I mean, it is our jobs to say the C2B is is the sec like we're like the Paul fine bombs <laughs> of the C2B, right? Like that's our job. So and like, it's kind of a bit, but it's also kind of not right. Right. Exactly. Um, let's go to, uh, to Todd's rankings. I like Todd's for the most part. Uh, they were it, the only thing I don't like is it took me forever to find them because they did this top 50 teams in the state thing, which didn't take classification into account, which always bothers me. Yeah, I don't know how uh, I don't know how much I like that either. Like, I don't really care if you think Linden is better than Bothell or whatever the case is. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, I mean, I, mean, never I get that it's play. like it, it's it's just a method of conveying preseason previews and stacking them up in a new way. Right, and but they cover every team, so that's a way a to to get the four A's, three A's, two A's, one A's. Where you know, obviously, we don't have the that. Uh, it's easier in the for us two to do B's. Rankings. What about the one bees? I don't I'm not going to look those up. Well, Mossy rock and Winlock are on the outside looking in uh, <gasps> is what he said of the top 10. Uh, well, Todd has Napa line at number one. Todd is correct. Surprise. Surprise. Todd, big Napa line guy, big guy. Uh, he reads local. Yeah. He's he been reading he, all he our previews for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, congrats on your correct pick, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He he has uh, Okanagan two, I believe, and he Lind Ritzville third, and Ani fourth. Okanagan two, Lind Ritz. Oh, he's got the full name here: Lind Ritzville, Sprague, Washtakna, Colotus, Broncos. Yeah, they got he five just, teams Ani can burn to the ground when they go over there this year. Todd rolled in with receipts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, first year they have a first year coach named Brendan Bermia, who spent the last three years at Tanaskit. Um Okanagan or. 
LRSWK. Oh, they got a new coach? That's yeah, interesting. I, it's interesting that everybody's got them so high when they've got a first-year coach and all that. I know they bring back people, but they didn't beat anyone last year. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, they did go 9-1 last year. Yeah. Which, if you go 9-1 and one and then, like, you're not... They didn't go win far a, in the playoffs. They didn't that, win a game at state. Yeah, they that, lost their first matchup. That tells me your season, like your your league, was not strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're another team that you know I I don't know that much about them, but it's like they got to prove that they can beat a really good team before I'm ready to put them you know in that championship caliber. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder that last year on Alaska had a six and six record and lost in the state semifinals. Which is just hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're number four on here. Forks five, Kalamas six. Forks Columbia, is a little high. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Forks over Kalamas is interesting, but Forks bring, p- brings back more. But uh, Forks was another team that beat up on bad teams and had trouble against good teams. Uh, so. Kalama had, oh, their quarterback is going to be Aiden Brown, yes. who is referred to as an ATH, which I hate. ATH. That always bothers me. It's like, what's his position? ATH. He's an athlete. Like, just, where does he play on the field? You yeah. have to send him out to somewhere. Felt like Talon Betts kind of had that label until easily was like, no, he's a running back. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, do you hand in the ball when the yeah. quarterback snaps it? Or do you throw back. it to him? Or yeah. does he throw the ball? Like, this is, don't yeah. try to make this into a new thing. Yeah. Anyway, Toledo 8. Uh, like Davenport that. nine and Goldendale ten. That's all fine. And I think he has Adna and RSB looking in. Yeah, next in line. Not Adna, Adna and Peel Valley next in line, ah. along with Liberty. Yeah, and the Riverview Panthers, a school I have never heard of. Ani beat them in the first round of state by a lot, but they go. made it. They were like the twelve seed. I think right. I believe they did go eight and three last year. I think they're in. Lindritzville's league or that Okanagan sounds I think they're in Okanagan's league yeah uh let's see and then the two A's he's got Linden one North Kitsap two and Tomwater three I think that's fair yeah uh Tomwater uh, 30 seniors is a lot of guys to graduate so you know I get there being a little bit of doubt this year and he's got WF West 10th that's I think where I'd have him yeah that's a good spot for him yeah uh, grid picks, grid picks. So the first grid picks of the year, of course, these are going to be available on social media every Wednesday night, probably Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we get to it. Yeah. You know, it depends on the week. It depends when Jordan gets back to me after I text him a hundred times. Oh, that's true. Uh, so here's our games. First up Centralia at Elma. Four of us have Centralia. Jordan and I both have Elma. You just don't believe in Dustin McGee. I don't believe in a lot of things. I will say Elma was not. I'm sure not, he's going to do fine. Huh? I'm like, I'm sure they're going to be fine, but. Elma was not amazing last year, so. WF West at Ridgefield. Everybody's got WF West except Jordan, who has Ridgefield. I almost picked Ridgefield in this game. I think it's sort of a, a trap. Ooh, a trap game in, in game one? A little bit because a trap game for well, Ridgefield. Yeah, well, maybe it's for both. I don't know. Uh, WF West is just a team that's kind of getting a lot of hype, you know, from from whether it's me or Todd or anybody, right? Like they're hearing it and and they think they're going to have a good season. And that first week is is tough, you know. 
And then you have welcome in the state champs to Shahalis week two. So trap game might not be the right word, but that's going to be a really tough matchup. I, I was going back and forth on this, but I, I just went with a local team. I don't uh, want to get anyone mad. Tumwater, Burlington, Edison. Everyone went Tumwater. That's fine. Yeah. Did you skip Rochester? Oh, Rochester, Seton Catholic. I didn't see it on there. Uh, everybody has Rochester except Josh. Weird. Who has Seton Catholic. Interesting. Yeah. I thought so too. Montesano, Black Hills. Everybody's got Montesano except Brandon. Brandon Hansen is our permanent guest this season, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I guess. He's just a, he's a tenant. <laughs> Uh, he has Black Hills and Chad as well picked Black Hills. Yeah. Tonino at Peel Valley. Everybody went Tonino except Chad who went Peel Valley. Interesting pick. If I remember you, I asked Chad and he was like, there's no way Tonino wins that, right? And I was like, uh, I mean, they were 1A and they made the quarterfinals last year, so they should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Toledo at Raymond South Bend. Where are they playing this at? South Bend. South Bend's got that new swanky turf football field. So I think they play all their games there. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, so that'll be interesting. They're getting hype. Everybody's got Toledo in this one. I like Toledo. Uh, I like history. Sure. <laughs> Rainier at Wakayakum. Uh, this is the place where we remind you all that Wakayakum. Tough, tough place, place to, play. to play. Real tough place to play. Ah, I haven't, haven't cracked one of those open in quite a while. <laughs> Uh, everybody's got Wakaikum except Brandon and Chad, who have obviously forgotten <laughs> that Wakaikum is a tough place to play. Add to Napavine. Napavine's across the board except Chad and Adna Man, who is going with Adna. And you're the Adna Man not going with Adna. Yeah. Brutal. I think, I think Adna's going to be fine. We just talked about Napavine being ranked number one. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pulling an upset week one. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Never know. Mossy Rocket Concrete split down the middle. Why? Concrete hasn't won a football game in three years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, what, they really did not? No. I don't oh. know why three people pick concrete. Oh, I just remember the time I went and watched a football game in concrete and Toledo beat them. And it was really good. But that was like eight years ago. Yeah. So. They haven't won a game since 2019. <laughs> they haven't won a game since. Uh, Tudelig. I may regret that pick. <laughs> <laughs> Tudelig at Winlock. Everybody's got Winlock except Brandon who went with Tudelig. They're an 11-man sure. team. I think Winlock beat them last year, though. So Yeah. And then on Alaska at Oroville. I heard they're playing this in... Uh, they're playing it at Cascade High School. Is that in Leavenworth? I think so. Man, just... Are you thinking about Maz and Lederhosen now? No. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, now I am. <laughs> and now you all are. If you're going to Ronzi football... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's it for grid picks. Uh, well, hey, now, well, Morton White Pass, Nowako, we got to squeeze in there off um, the cuff. Morton White Pass. I got MWP too. All right, good for MWP. Congrats on a unanimous prediction for grid picks. I think that's all we got. Uh, the prep football tab is in uh, Thursday's paper. It's eight pages. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It's cool. It's a whole nother sports section just full of all the football. It was stuff. a lot of work. Please read. Yeah, read it <laughs> and then tell Alec what you thought of it. You don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, we are going to wrap it up there, but we will be back next week. We'll probably also, are we doing guests this season? Uh, you you got to organize that. I got too much on my plate. Oh, you do not. Yes, I you're do. Gonna, you're going to organize the guests. No, 
This is your thing. You're the you're the host. If you would like to be a guest or recommend somebody cool that maybe we could uh, bring on for an interview or something, uh, drop one of us a line on Twitter or something. That's all. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.